The following is a production of Lift Hill Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. Theme Park Podcast. This is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. And now, podcasting from our glass-enclosed studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. E.B., look at your calendar. The off-season is here. Can you believe it? It's totally here now. I mean, we're we're past Halloween. We're past everything. It's definitely, I mean, it's wintertime practically. Man, I was a little bummed out when like Halloween passed. I love Halloween. It's such a great night. But then you know that is the end of the theme park season pretty much for most of us in the country, unless you live down in Florida or out in California. Yeah, Halloween is kind of the last hurrah. And it was funny because this year Halloween was on a Saturday. Yeah. And so there were a couple of couple of parks that, you know what, maybe we can get one more weekend in. And they did. So the last weekend was actually the last weekend. They squeeze in one more the weekend after Halloween. But no, now all regional parks. It's it's closed for business. It's wintertime. That's right. But this is the time when a podcast like Coaster Radio is the most important because this we, is when we thrive. Yes. Mike. This yes. is when we come to life. Yes. We like try to keep that theme park spirit going year round. So this is when you guys need us. Don't you think? Yes. 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 Absolutely. So. No, we, we bridge that. We bridge that gap. We keep your theme park, you, your appetites uh, satiated, wedded. It's it's right here, coasterradio.com. We're going to carry you through the off season. Yeah, and I'm impressed with you, EB. You are actually on a work trip tonight, coming to us live from Pittsburgh. Instead, I of am. Indiana. I'm in Pittsburgh tonight. This is really weird. So I'm I'm in Pittsburgh. There's a workshop that I had to go to, and I said, no problem. I can do a workshop, and I will bring coasterradio.com along for the ride. So if I sound different or look different for folks joining us live on Tuesday nights, that's why because I am in this actually pretty sweet two bedroom like yeah it's it's pretty it's a pretty nice hotel room it's not even a hotel room it's like a converted apartment building or something like that i'm enjoying myself the perks of work travel eb indeed indeed and i've packed sandwiches and i brought my own food so i can just pocket all that per diem eb i was loving life last week (laughs) yeah i know that exactly that's what you got to do on those trips yeah like just eat like as little as you can and then you're pocketing some extra change you know that's what i do i love it eb i was actually at a work trip last week in southern california at a hotel where the rooms i do not kid you had a view of the pacific ocean how much do you want to guess those rooms were per night if you were to stay there well i know if i was to stay there for work they would cost me zero (laughs) dollars exactly that's how much it cost me but if you were just an average schmo how much is it going to cost you to stay in this resort eb that's going to be a lot of money, Mike. It's going to be a lot. Oh, it's like 750 bucks, man. If you okay. Yeah, it, was a, it was a nice place, though, man. So I, I agree with you. I love the work trip. It's so good. It, it just gives you, you a You chance. simultaneously feel really valued by your employer, yet at the same time, you're afraid you're going to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's like both things happen at the same well, time. It's one of those things you feel like great that you're in this place, but then you're like, I feel terrible that I could not afford this on my own if I wanted to go. <laughs> That's the worst. Do they do they realize what I'm doing? They just sent me on vacation. Do they yeah. know that? Oh yeah, man. I'm putting on the fancy robe and the slippers, and the lady comes in and she's like, "Do you want turn down service?" And I'm like, "Yes, get in here and do that. Come on." All let's- of the services. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's live the. High- this was one of those places, Eb, that as you walk by the staff, they stop. 
and turn and let you pass by. It was like a Prince oh Mike Collins my. dream. That's very Prince Mike Collins. Yes. Well, well, I always like the workshops where you get swag and free food. And you know me, Mikey. I'm, 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 I've got my bag out and I'm like, oh, nobody's looking. I'll take two cans of Coke. Yes, Save yeah. one for later. <laughs> exactly. That's what you got to do. Well, we are excited to have you guys here uh, for the first big show of the offseason. We've got a good one tonight, EB. Oh I'm looking gosh. forward to this. We do it. It's a, it's a chock full of stuff to, to keep you guys happy in the theme park world. Yeah, we got a lot of news to talk about. We're going to talk about SeaWorld. They're ending their Shamu show out in Ugh. San Diego. That's kind of surprising. We'll talk about that. But they also announced a really weirdly themed ride that they're thinking about building. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. There's also, we too joked about this like 10 years ago about a Titanic ride coming out yes and now there's gonna be one so a titan an actual titanic attraction and not like that titanic thing that's at gatlinburg no this is a real titanic attraction yeah yeah so we'll talk about that and maybe uh you know bring a couple people in who can help us understand that a little bit more we've got a live trip report and we're gonna do our park hopper segment yay park hopper <laughs> where we're gonna talk about silverwood theme park out in Idaho. That's a good one. That's the one that I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of CoasterRadio.com listeners don't know much about Silverwood in Idaho. Good. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's going to be That's great. later in the show. But, Mike, I think my favorite thing that I'm looking forward to most is something that's breaking, breaking news, Fox News alert, this week. And it is our first drop. EB, most times when we do the first drop, we're talking about news that has already happened. But tonight... Uh, this is great because we are talking about breaking news, something that is happening right now. We're getting ready to welcome to the show Kevin Dumont. He is the owner of Liquid Planet Water Park in Candia, New Hampshire. And he's got a fantastic story uh, to tell us. He's trying to save his park. And I, uh, we're excited to welcome you to the park right now, Kevin. How are you? I am a little cold, but I'm doing awesome. Tell us and, exactly where you are at the right, moment. Right, because that's why you're cold, and that's kind of the whole point of this, Kevin. Where are you right now? Uh, well, uh, my water park is located in Candia, New Hampshire, which is sort of in the middle of the state. And I am sitting on top of uh, one of my slide towers. It's about 30 feet up in the air uh, on a platform that's about 12 by 12. Uh, I've enclosed it with some tarps, and there's a roof on it, and I have a little tent and some great Army cold-weather gear, and uh, I'm up here just fighting the good fight, trying to get the word out to try to find someone that will partner with me and uh, help me save my park. And, and that's really the whole story here, Kevin, is that you have literally camped out on top of essentially the loading platform of one of the water slides at your water park, Liquid Planet, and you have chained yourself to this structure as well. I saw the video of this. You have you have a pretty heavy-duty chain around your ankle and then attached to the structure. Is that right? Uh, it is indeed. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a metaphor, but it's also <laughs> literal as well. I have chained myself up here, and I don't plan on coming down until they either drag me away on the auction day uh, or hopefully that it won't come to that, and I'll actually find someone to, to help me, to partner with me and help me uh, keep the dream alive. And if that happens, then... Uh, I will very happily remove the chain. Wow! And and this is the this is really the story. Is this is a relatively modern park, a water park, and people like this park a lot. I've I've read on social media people are are supporting you and saying how much they like taking their families. Their employees have come forward and said Kevin is a great boss. But you guys, you've run into financial troubles. You've had some some difficulties in the past. The park is you know behind on its bills, and the bank is foreclosing on the park. That's kind of the big news that's happened, and they're taking the park 
they're going to auction the park off in December. Is that right? So starting now, you're staying put as a way of getting attention to hopefully save the park up until that auction date. That's that's pretty much the story. Is that right, Kevin? Uh, that is the story. Yep. I'm, uh, you know, I did what I could to try to keep us out of foreclosure, but, you know, we opened up in 08 and, um, you know, you're in the business, so you know, uh, especially in New England, you know, 08 and 09, all it did all summer long was rain. Yeah. Um, and I opened up the park in, uh, in June of that year, 08. And, uh, we basically were in the middle of a, the worst recession in, you know, 60 years. And so, uh, through no fault of my own, you know, the weather was not good and the economy wasn't good. And we were just never able to dig ourselves out of that hole that those first two very important years uh, we went through. And so we've been kind of like just trying our best to survive uh, for eight years. But eventually the bank was like, you know, the, the loan is just not performing and our hands are tied. We have to we have to call the note. Um, but you know, anytime before that gavel drops on the auction date, uh, if you can, uh, come to us with a reasonable offer, we'll, uh, we'll certainly consider it. And if we accept it, the auction will be off and, uh, you'll be done. So I'm trying to find someone to partner with me, um, with the intention of taking that money and paying off the debt and, uh, going forward as a, as a debt free, um, outdoor recreation company yeah now you mentioned that this was your dream i i read that in just some of the different social media posts T- take us back to 2008 and when you decided to to buy this park and build it up you know and and how it is your dream i think that's pretty important um well yeah well you know going back to 2003 i was at another water uh, another water park uh that's that operates locally and um it kind of just kind of hit me out, out of the blue i knew i wanted to uh start my own business and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something that'd be fun, that I can involve my family and friends, and something that, you know, would make other families kind of, you know, really enjoy themselves. And so I was at the water park, and it just kind of hit me. I spent a year doing research. I hired, at the time, the best feasibility study for the industry. They, it came back very favorably. Um, I, I shopped it around to the banks. I eventually got an SBA loan and um, an economic development uh, loan, and then a loan from our bank. And uh, we started construction. You know, I went out and looked for the land. That took a year. Uh, bought the land, moved mm. on to the land, lived in a tent while we were building it. Wow. And, um, and then we finally had it all constructed, and, and the paint was just barely dried in, in June of '08, and we opened up. And it rained just about every day for uh. that whole summer. Uh-huh. And... Um, you know, I got some, some friends and investors to, to loan me some money short term to keep going. And we all said, well, listen, 09 can't be worse. <clears throat> it's got to be at least a little bit better. And it literally was worse. It was oh. literally either the second or third wettest summer since they've been keeping track of the weather. Um, and it was just such a big hole and that we were always trying to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul and and keep it going. And I did all I could for eight years, but eventually, uh, it was just too much. And so, you know, I, I had to do a lot of soul searching. My, my mom died this summer and, um, then my dad died about three months after that. And oh. I realized that it, I just can't do it alone anymore. Yeah. And so I said, you know what, I don't mind, uh, giving up a large, a large interest in the pond. And it might even be a controlling interest. Um, but I'll do whatever it takes to, uh, to keep the dream going. And quite frankly, um, you know, I'd rather own a smaller percentage of a debt-free business than yeah. a larger percentage of one that 
is just too upside down, and we just can't do it. Well, tell us a little bit about Liquid Planet. What type of uh, attractions do you have there, and what type of park is it? So, you know, we did build it from scratch. We built it for about $5 million, so it's not big, but, uh, you know, like a lot of family-owned businesses, you start out small and you try to add something every year. So we opened up with uh, a swimming pool, a 5,000-square-foot spray ground with, you know, tons of things that drop water and shoot water. And we had the t- we had a, a slide tower, which is the one I'm on right now, with two slides. One was an enclosed body slide. One was an, an open body slide. And that was, and we had a swimming pool, uh, about half the size of an Olympic, maybe maybe about a quarter the size of an Olympic swimming pool. And that was what we opened with. And we knew that we were, you know, going to be more in the two to fourteen year old age range, and we weren't going to get a lot of the adrenaline junkies. But we figured, you know, we'd add on in, in time. Sure. And even and even though that year was bad, we you know we tried to find ways to expand the park that weren't going to be expensive. So we added a summer camp. So we have a building where you get to come and spend Monday through Friday during the day uh, at a summer camp in a water park, which is awesome. Um, and we had a little frog pond in the back part of the property, and we had it excavated and turned into a really nice, naturally spring-fed lake. Oh, okay. Uh, with, with a beach and tons of inflatable tubes, and it was just amazing. Um, again, second year was horrible. We had no, we didn't really have any money. So we couldn't do much the third year, but the fourth year we put in a, a, a thousand foot long dual zip line and you go up on this big ledge on the left hand side of the park and you actually zip over the entire water park over the lake and end up in the woods. Wow. Right. And we only charge $5. So, you know, you can ride it four or five times and it's not going to break mom or dad's, you know, piggy bank. Yeah. Um, we also got a, because we have 40, 44 acres, we got a, um, a local operator of haunted attractions to locate his business in the rear part of our park, uh, rear part of the property where it's really wooded. Um, and for the last four years, he's been back there, and that brings us brings us in some income on the on the um, on the fall shoulder season. Um, then the next year, we started plans for our split, speed slide tower because mm-hmm, by then mm-hmm, the weather mm-hmm. was good, 2011, 2012. And it took us two years, but we got a a 38-foot-tall speed slide tower that has two dual speed slides next to each other with a spiral staircase. And, um, of course, to try to attract the older kids like the zip line, and and they love it. Uh, We were also able to put in a small nine-hole miniature golf and uh, expand the lake a little bit more. And then we had plans um, last year. We went through the town, and we got approval to put in a drive-in movie theater in our parking lot. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so um, you know, we'd have screens at both ends, and during the day, they'd be parking there for the water park, and then leave, and at night, they'd come in and park to see a great movie, which, you know, we could run that April through the end of October. Sure. Um, we were all set. We had a partner that was willing to do it, but at the last minute, they decided rather than building one, they were going to go buy one that was being sold by an elderly couple that was just retiring. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of drive-ins left in the country, and there's not really hardly any around here. The closest one's like almost an hour away. Yeah. Um, you know, we did a bunch of testings, and people loved the idea. And, and unlike a, a two-screen digital drive-in that would cost you usually a million dollars to build from scratch, we were able to you know, build this one for like two fifty, you know, 250000 because mm. all, most of the infrastructure was here already. Yeah. Um, and it was all approved by the uh, the town and everything, but it just didn't work out. And then, of course, it brought us up to this year 
and we had high hopes, you know, with the speed slides only being, you know, one season old and, and, uh, you know, that the weather would be great and it would be awesome. And unfortunately, um, we just had a very, very mediocre summer yeah. and, uh, it became clear that we weren't going to be able to keep up with it. And at that point, the bank, you know, had been working with us for eight years. So they've been great about it. But at that point they were like, you know, Kevin, we have federal regulations. We have to, we have to go by and you're a non-performing loan and we have to call the note. And so, um, at that point, we tried to merge with another water park in the area, and unfortunately, that just didn't work out. We couldn't come to agreement on any of the terms. Um, and, you know, and in between all this, you know, I'm dealing with the death of both my parents, so I w- my attention was a little bit distracted, but in between uh, doing all that, um, I tried my best to make phone calls and reach people, but it was just taking too long, and I could only do so much being one person, so... Uh, when I got back from Florida a week and a half ago, um, after I buried my dad, I said, you know, what? I got to find a way to do something that will get a lot of people's attention in a short amount of time. Cause we only have until December 2nd. Yeah. And, um, I was at a movie watching a movie and it just popped in my head that I should try to chain myself to the tower and, <laughs> uh, and, and then just social network the heck out of it and see what happens and so i started doing that yesterday and it's just it's gone viral and it's just blown up and it's been i mean so so uh supportive of everyone across the country that i'm i'm really really hopeful that we might be able to find someone now well this is this is great and i, and I know i mean this is sort of like the, the the business model this is a viable business model mike i think where you're you're in trouble and you need some money so do something crazy i mean i i know you said specifically on your facebook page kevin that you're not crazy and and i don't think you are crazy kevin we've talked to you for you know for a little while now and i'm finding that you're not crazy and i and i like this idea a lot so what do you think what if i'm going to support you what exactly specifically do you need and what do i get if i if i throw in my hat with you well if you were going to be uh, a, a partner if you were going to partner up with us uh we're looking for about a million and a half dollars okay. uh, the park are, the park's already been appraised at two and a half million so there's plenty of equity there yep and that money would be specifically used to pay off all the debt to put some operating capital in the bank so we would have it to open the park and probably even have a little bit to add another attraction, something small, like maybe like a ropes course or some of these other dry attractions that have been gaining a lot of traction lately. Uh, and we would go forward as partners. We would obviously have to discuss what percentage we would own you know, individually. But we would go forward together with a completely debt-free company. And yeah. that's, really, that's really the point that I'm trying to hammer, hammer home uh, these, this last day, uh, is that you know, you know, it's, it's night and day when you have uh, – a million and a half dollar loan and you have to service that debt year round versus not having any debt and just having your, your standard operating costs. So yeah. if, that, if that person or group of people or, or company is out there and would like to either diversify their investments or be a first-time investor, you know, we can certainly share with them the financials and discuss it and, and you know, and try to find a, an equitable solution. But it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a charity case. It's not a handout. It's an investment in a, in a business that could be viable once we get out from underneath this, this, this debt load. Yeah. If you were able to save the park, are you looking ahead at expansions? Are you looking, do you have ideas in your head of things you'd want to put into the park? Oh, absolutely. I mean, at some point real soon, you know, we really need to get a wave pool because that's really the anchor of any great water park. Yeah. Uh, and it's good for all ages and there's tons of capacity. So you can get a lot more people through, through your front gate. 
Um, the movie theater idea is a great idea. I like that uh, a lot. I mean, it, I mean, you got to think about it. You got four hundred cars, right? At at ten dollars a person or eight dollars a person, depending on what the the market rate would be around here. Uh, you're seeing two great movies, and you can make a lot of money. I mean, Hollywood does take a big chunk out of it, but beyond that, the operating costs are like nothing. Yeah. I mean, the whole, whole the whole place can be run with three people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that's a great idea. I think the wave pool is a great idea. I think some type of an adventure course or rope course where we can get people in to do, uh, you know, like, a, a, um, you know, like a, a ride and slide. So you ride in the morning on all these great, um, these great rope courses and, and zip lines, and then you can slide down the slides in the afternoon or do some kind of a combo ticket. You know, those can be put up for, you know, two or three thousand two or three hundred thousand dollars to begin with. Um, and then, you know, I'm open to any other ideas. Uh, yeah. you know, there's, I'm sure there's some winter stuff we could figure out to make work, but we have a town that's behind us. They love us. We've got tons of people around us that love coming here and we've got plenty of land that all we need is money and some imagination. And we could really, uh, build this up into a great destination. Yeah. Awesome. And I, and I, I like how you made a call out to the presidential candidates because New Hampshire, <laughs> yes. of course, is an early primary state. And you said, I, I, I guess you guys kind of can put yourself up there as, you know, hey, I'm a victim of the economy. This is a small business. It's, it's, so I wanted to ask you specifically, of all of the presidential candidates out there, I want to know which one you would most want to come visit you and, and, and lend their support and which one would you be um, wouldn't necessarily want their support. Uh, well, I think that. Or who do you think would help? Who do you think would help you the most? Well, absolutely. I think the obvious choice would be Donald Trump. I mean, oh, look at this. <laughs> I like this. Trump world. I mean, Trump world. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, this is this is a guy that you know, even though he operates on a much grander scale than I do, you know, the fundamentals of business are still the same, and you know, he's the kind of person that could tweet something or make a few phone calls, and this deal would be done before breakfast. Yeah, uh, it would be tremendous, so, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so I would love it if he came by. I, I was able to meet him a few months ago when he was campaigning here. Uh, and you're right. We are lucky because the candidates come here all the time. And, you know, this would be a feather in their hat because they're helping another small business. And, you know, and I'm a veteran, so it's also a small business that's family run and it's, and it's run by a veteran. So, it's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, ups, upsides for everyone. Um, and I, I would be, I would be honored to meet him again. And I'd love to, to listen to what he had to say and see if he could put me in touch with some people that, you know, could maybe make this happen and maybe make us even operate even better, you know? Well, you know, I, I think you, you've been up there a day now and it's already starting to, like, the story is starting to spin and get some traction. So who knows? It, it, who knows what could happen? I mean, I'm seeing it all over the place. And so I, I was just excited that we actually were one of the very first people to get to talk to you. But who knows where it's going to go from here? I think this is going to be big. I know. Well, you know, there's a lot of famous uh, late night comedians from New Hampshire, you know, Seth Meyers and Adam Sandler and even Jimmy Fallon's only from New York, which isn't that far away. And, yeah. Sarah Silverman. I mean, they're all from this area, so I'd love it if, if maybe some of the, the uh, late-night shows might pick us up and you know, put a little bit of a comedic spin on it because, uh, like you said earlier, I'm not crazy, but this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. and there's a difference between the two. Nice. Good. Well, Good. well we love uh, and it. I recognize that. You know, I never as a kid thought that as a 46-year-old grown man I'd have a chain around my leg. You know, <laughs> uh, But desperate times call for desperate measures, and I believe in, I believe in my park, and I believe in what we stand for. And I just won't go down without a fight because it's yeah. something real, something that's worth saving. 
Good for you. This is great. This is great. I, I, we're like crossing our fingers for you, man, because we think this is going to be a great story if this all works out. Well, and if it does, I, EB and I want to come up there to the park and we'll like do a show from the park, you know, and the big grand reopening and stuff. It'll be great. I would be honored. And I'm glad that you guys reached out to me because I'm, I'm honored to be on your show. And I'd love to have you guys come here and do a, and do a show. And, and also, you know, my best friend was, was helping me out earlier. He just, it looks like he just finished a GoFundMe page uh, that he just posted. So, you know, that might help with, you know, that help with a little bit of the legal costs and something. And, and then someone from California said, you know, if you could get a GoFundMe and, and 100,000 people put $20 in, you'd Don't have the whole loan there. Yep. So I'm yeah. like, no. So it's, uh, it's just GoFundMe slash Liquid Planet. And, and who knows if there's some people out there that can, that can help just a little bit. You know, we're going we're gonna to come up with some awards for them and, uh, and, and do it right. And, uh, you know, at the very end of the day, you know, you're helping uh, a fellow American, a veteran, uh, a Gulf War fighter, and yep. a small business owner who has a great product that services a lot of, a lot of great families in the area. And hopefully you also have uh, blankets and good gloves because there you're you up there in a water tower or at the top of a water slide in New Hampshire, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, in November it gets in the 20s and 30s uh, at night and it's cold, but uh, I have such a great support staff, all the local Army guys. And I saw guys are bringing you pizza and beer last night. That's good stuff, Kevin. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about going up and finding my own water, water slide to go sit at the top <laughs> of if I get pizza and beer. Listen, come over here, and I can get you some pizza and beer. And, uh, there it is. <laughs> we'll keep each other company. But, yeah, they, they, so they dropped off a bunch of cold-weather gear for me, and they've just been supporting me just left and right. And so I've – this is honestly today's – a couple of days ago was some of the worst days of my life, and today has been one of the best ones. And it's people like you guys that are helping me spread the word that I, I feel now very confident that um, – if this can just keep going and going, that you know, we'll we'll I'll come across someone who believes in the dream and will and will help me keep going. Yeah, I'm pulling for Donald Trump and Trump World. <laughs> I think that's going to be his only stipulation is that you're going to have to change the name of the park. Well, you know, if that's what it took, I I, I guess I could do that. I mean, that's go. a brand that I certainly would be proud to be affiliated with. <laughs> Excellent, Kevin. Thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, this is great. Thank we're gonna we're, we're gonna keep up with this story, and uh, you know, if all goes well, we got to have you back on for the big celebration. Yes. Oh, I, I would be honored, and if, if we can get one of the candidates, uh, no matter who they are or Trump, um, I'll let you know, and uh, we can maybe do an update. There we go. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, good luck to you, and stay warm. I will. Thank you guys so much. All right. We'll talk with you soon. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, there you go, EB. How about oh. that? That's a good – I mean, that's a good story. It's an Army vet. He's, he's had some tough times this year and trying to save the park, man, doing whatever he can. And, and it's right. Desperate times call for desperate measures. And he's not like a crazy guy. He's just like, this is going to get some publicity. It's working. It's getting hey, like out a, there. It's a, it's a legitimate business model in today's world, Mike, to yeah. do something wacky on social – right here on the live chat on Tuesday night, we have um, – Brian Wackler is saying that he definitely should not combine the names because Liquid Trump yeah. <laughs> doesn't sound like a place he wants to go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, who knows, man? This is one of those stories that like start small and then could spin out. You never know. Like it's, it is a story about the economy. I could see one of the presidential candidates like commenting on it or totally. something. Totally. I think that I think Kevin Kevin could be the next Joe the plumber. I have no idea. But I I'm 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 worried. I mean, you guys can go and you can look this up. You can check the social media on Liquid Planet Water Park and Kevin Dumont. I mean, I like Kevin a lot and I think if he gets this thing back and up and running, I hope he does a good job of running it really well. But I and 
and and I will also point out, you know, no matter what the detractors are saying, he does have a lot of support from the people of Candia, and he does have a lot of support yeah. from his employees. So he's definitely got a good park that people like and people like to work for. So. Yeah. Good on you, Kevin. I, yeah. I support you. Seems like a real nice guy, you know. And, and and if you check out his Facebook page, a lot of people, like you said, he'd be a lot of people behind him. So I I, I hope that this has a happy ending. And uh, you know, I just I, I like the spirit behind it, man. That's when I heard this story today. I I know I emailed you right away. I was like, this week, this is perfect for the first drop this week. So. Uh, He's a good guy, Kevin. We're pulling for you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, You know, one story we were going to talk about very quickly as the first drop tonight, and then it got bumped here to the second segment, is SeaWorld making a couple of announcements this week. But the biggest one is that they are going to end their killer whale shows at the San Diego Park by 2016-2017. Right, so they're going to go all the way through 2016 still being mean to these whales and making them do tricks in what is a completely outdated form of entertainment. (laughs) I didn't know you felt that. I'm so confused about why it's like, why would you announce we're going to end this cruel practice? In a year. Wait, wait, what? Maybe you should end it now. Wow. Yeah. Why are you not ending it now? This is something we've never talked about, EB. I didn't know where you fell on the side of SeaWorld, like if you were in the Blackfish camp or (sighs) somewhere else. I mean, come on, Mike. I mean, I like zoos and I like the circus, but you kind of, it's, it's, you know, circuses are mean. It doesn't matter what they say. Yeah. So, right. And zoos are mean. I mean, polar bears should not be walking around on concrete as much as I like seeing a polar bear selfishly i love zoos selfishly i love going to the circus and selfishly i love to see a dolphin jump through a flaming hoop is that nice <laughs> no obviously it's not hey man you shouldn't be doing it hey at holiday world they have humans diving through the hoops and well, like jump perfectly fine <laughs> that's all right for a human that's perfectly all right. Well, if SeaWorld, I mean, well, SeaWorld, just like those humans, if you were forcing those humans, they might fight back and kill one of the trainers. Well, yeah. Well, and that's SeaWorld. Yeah. See, I, you know what? I've gone to SeaWorld, but like, I think I've, I, in the past time I went to SeaWorld San Diego, I sat through one show and I was sort of forced to because one of the guys, two cents actually from Chips, Tips, and Dorks, like, I really want to see the dolphin show. <laughs> I don't want to see a dolphin show. I want to go ride some of the rides. And that's what's sad about me. But that's just me personally. I did. However, I did enjoy the sea lion show. That was very funny. Well, and and this is something I think, and we'll talk about this more here in a little bit with SeaWorld and the whole thing. SeaWorld needs to decide what they are. They're either an entertainment destination where I'm going for thrills and fun and pure entertainment, or they are a conservation park and a zoo and a pure aquarium where they're actually doing research and showcasing these animals, et cetera, et cetera, right? I mean, the Indianapolis Zoo, I'm getting back to, I'm, I'm in Indiana. The Indianapolis Zoo struggles with this all the time, and they're a controversial zoo because they have had their problems in the past. They just had a cheetah get out of its enclosure and people were freaking out about it because this zoo can't just be a zoo. It's not a viable business model for them to just be a zoo where they have the animals and they do the research and all this stuff. They have to have rides and they have to have a roller coaster in the park and they have to have a dolphin show where the dolphin jumps through the hoop. They can't. And that's the thing is you can't do both because you're a hypocrite on one side or the other. You need to decide what you are. Yeah. I like the idea of a zoo because I was thinking about this. I mean, I'm all for people who say, like, those those killer whales don't have enough room in their tank. I understand that. But also, there's something great about being up close to animals that you are not going to get to see 
any other time in your life. I think no, there's, yeah. there's, there's an important conservation message there to see a lion and then realize we have to protect these lions. You know? Yes, or, and I think that's something SeaWorld has put that out. I mean, I was reading some of the documentation that they kind of put out as, as a part of the press blitz with their announcement yeah. where like 90 plus percent of adults say that zoos and aquariums, you know, enhance their understanding of why conservation is important. This is true. Yeah. But you know what doesn't enhance my desire for conservation? Making animals do tricks and roller coasters. <laughs> that doesn't do it, SeaWorld. So decide, what are you? Are you an yeah. aquarium or are you not? I had to laugh, though. Uh, they, they announced an animal-themed rescue ride. I don't know if you saw this, but it, it, yes. it is a ride that looks stop, like— Stop! Stop! Yeah. You can't, stop doing that. The roller coaster trains look like uh, wave runners. And, yes, and they you, look like wave runners. Yeah, and you sit on them, and there's two wave runners <sighs> side by side, and then there's a whole train of them. And I Because guess, that's what real animal rescue people do, Mike. Yeah, I was just They surprised. ride around on wave runners really fast. Yeah. But I think we're seeing a change now. Like, I think that this is only at the San Diego Park. I bet you it's going to phase to the other parks, San Antonio and Orlando, where we stop seeing the tricks being done by animals. And you have more of what they're planning at San Diego, uh, a, a killer whale experience where you can go and see them. But they're, it's kind of like an up-close experience. What are they calling it? Blue Planet, I think. Yes, um, but at the same time, this is, I mean, this is my point again. Are you doing an up-close experience where I'm learning about how important these animals are and I want to save the animals and it's supposed to be a touchy-feely, it's a calm experience where I'm going and encountering this stuff in a sense of wonderment? Yeah. Or is it a roller coaster? It's a different exp- – it, it would be like if you went to the art museum and they were like, it's the wild mouse Pablo Picasso ride. <laughs> well, no. That's a different – I mean, what am I doing yeah, here? you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know. It's Very interesting. <laughs> well, EB, you don't want an attraction based on endangered animals. Maybe you also don't want an attraction based on one of the worst catastrophes ever. <laughs> Too soon, Mike? It is yeah. a, it is a, a Titanic-themed ride. Something we joked about <sighs> 10 years ago on the show is actually coming to the 20th Century Fox World in Dubai. This is the Dubai park that they've announced, and it's going to have like multiple products and properties from 20th Century Fox. But the, the one we're most excited about is a Titanic. Is this a Titanic experience? Like that like cheapy thing that you get to do at in Gatlinburg or in um you know wherever where you actually walk through and see the stuff we talked about it like the Australian park had it for a little while or is this an actual ride this is what they are calling an immersive experience okay that will allow you to find out what it was like to be on the Titanic in an exciting way so this might be kind of like that one that we talked about in Australia that lasted for a little while where you walk through and you get to find out if you were, you know, a third class or first class and the, you go and the, the, the floor starts to tip and the furniture falls over and the thing fills up with water yeah. and then you walk out through the doors and you're dead. I wouldn't be like so- there's actually the part like we talked yeah. about that there was the part of the ride you go through the door and you're uh, under the starry sky and the announcement says and you died. Yeah, I do remember that. I do. Yeah. And uh, like I wouldn't be surprised if they just take that ride idea because wasn't that 
a 20th Century Fox attraction that if I, they just brought I think that. It was right. Yeah, and because I remember when we saw photos of that in video, we were like, "Oh, why didn't that get saved?" Because that was a pretty innovative idea. Yes, it would have been really cool. So maybe if this is that, that's going to be pretty. That's going to be pretty sweet. And I don't know. So what's the what's the not the statute of limitations, but how soon is too soon? It's nobody's around who was on that stupid Titanic anymore. Well, I think the way they're going to get rid of this, or, or the, the way they're going to be able to do this, is it's going to be more about the movie and less about the actual sinking of the Titanic. I think they're going to try to put you in the movie. Okay, so they put me. So they're not actually going to be doing the real. I mean, that's what the Titanic. Experience experience thing is in the in the tourist trap where they actually do try to honor the people yes that's different and they and they are deferential to the actual historical event and they have the clippings and they have the artifacts and they have all that junk so this one is going to be look how we tilted the set and it filled with water and Leonardo DiCaprio and this is the truck and look at the handprint. Yeah, I think that's what it would probably be more about. But I think they would actually make it more Universal Studio style where you would actually be in the movie. You were actually on the ship when it hits the iceberg and you're trying to get off and stuff like that. Uh, some, I, I'm guessing it would be like that one in Australia that we talked about years ago. That's what I, that's I totally dig that. That would be super fun. Some of the other attractions that they're talking about at this park... Uh, would include attractions based on the movies Ice Age yep. and Rio, so those animated ones from DreamWorks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Planet of the Apes, which I guess could be interesting. You might be able to have some type of. Oh, that could be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, is that going to be like the old ones or the reboot? Uh, probably the reboot. <laughs> I bet the reboot, but yeah. yeah. Which, you know, the old ones were so great, but the reboots weren't, weren't bad. All right, I, all right. Those, yeah. Uh, here, uh, Aliens. Yep. Predator, those would Alien. be two great uh, theme park properties. Aliens there. versus Predator. Okay. <laughs> then, then we get into a couple here, EB, that I'm not so sure about. Uh, an attraction based on Night at the Museum, the Ben Stiller movie. I don't know what that would be, except a museum that the dinosaur moves. I don't know if I want anything based on Ben Stiller in my theme park. Well, I, I don't just, know what that would be because unless you're going to like literally build a replica of the Smithsonian Museum, except you're going to have stuff talk to you yeah what else is it gonna be i could see that being a dark ride where you are going oh i guess it could be a dark ride where you travel through that that's a good that's a good way to do it yeah i think that would work and then like everything starts coming to life as you're going through and sure or maybe you maybe it's a shooting ride and you have to like shoot stuff and then you put the tablet back together oh yeah that could could be so i'm I'm gonna make that a a sally dark ride or maybe a try yeah yeah now that we've kind of given them an idea okay good (laughs) it sounds better uh they're also talking about a ride based on the simpsons okay we've seen that that, that. i mean that can happen that works and then strangely enough sons of anarchy i don't even know what that is except that it's probably some sort of really hip uh premium cable show yeah Uh, and i just don't know why you would make a theme park attraction based on that but especially when you have so many other well and that's the thing is there are a lot of other 20th century fox products that i'm not seeing on this list mike yes i went through today and looked at every single 20th century fox movie over the past hundred years and okay, I've, I've got a couple that I think would make good theme park rides. That okay, maybe, now now you don't know if they still own the rights to them or if there's like some sort of weird legal thing where maybe they can't make rides or whatever like that. But I want to hear what you have. What what yes. did you what did you decide would make a good ride? Because this is kind of like the real design contest here, Mike. You're you're yeah. starting us off. Well, these would all actually be movies that were produced by 20th Century Fox. So okay. I believe they actually own the rights and can do it. Okay. But I don't know. You know, there's always these days, especially, there's always a hundred things going on behind the scenes. Okay. How about Independence Day? Okay. (laughs) I know that they're already doing an aliens and a predator thing, which are aliens in themselves, but 
what about Independence Day? That's a cool. And they're doing the 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 remake, not remake. I guess the part two. There's supposed to be Day. a sequel that they're supposed to be working on. Yeah, you could upload a virus. Maybe that's the ride. Is you upload a virus? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you you fly up. You fly the, the biplane straight up the bung the the bunghole of the uh, alien spaceship. <laughs> With Will Smith and uh, the dude from Jurassic Park, Jeff and Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, right? Yeah, he's like, ah, uh, 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 I've got a uh, uh, and, uh, and uh. <laughs> did you say the bunghole? Is that what <laughs> <laughs> that's what it reminds? I, I always it's I like this that. big thing and it's on the bottom and it's a hole in it. I don't, yeah, it's great. Okay. very okay. nice, very nice. Uh, also, another 20th Century Fox movie, True Lies. That would you know that was a good one. Arnold Schwarzenegger, big action movie. Oh sure, you could do a True Lies as easily as you could do anything else, like an Italian job stunt coaster. You could do a True Lies thing. Sure yeah. not. You could even get Arnold to do like the opening, and maybe you go into like his, uh, you know, that last line of defense place he worked for, and all that stuff. That could be interesting. Uh, no, I would ra- I would much rather get um, Tom Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford we can't afford Arnold. We're just gonna get Tom. Tom Arnold. Arnold yeah. He's available, I'm sure. That's, that's that could be like their that, that could be how they fake everybody out. The True Lies ride with a personal appearance by Arnold. <laughs> Tom Arnold. <laughs> Tom Arnold. EB, we could afford Tom Arnold on this show. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Arnold is listening right now. Like, no, you couldn't. <laughs> I'm Tom Arnold. We could get him. Uh, how about Edward Scissorhands? That could be a good dark ride. That could be a creepy dark ride. That would yeah. be really fun. It would have like wonderful music. Yeah. Now, one that I'm shocked is not on this list. It's one of the biggest 20th Century Fox movies ever. Die Hard. Oh, the elevator drop ride. This is yeah. the this is the, the the elevator shaft. He could. This is great. This is good. Yeah. You could have like uh, Hans Gruber. You know, like, yeah, that'd be fun, man. That'd be good. Um, two other ones here. Uh, actually, uh, one of the ones from the Real Design Contest years ago, The Princess Bride. The Princess that? Bride. Was that one a, a dark boat ride, if I re- I can't remember yes, exactly what remember? it was. And I, I think that one would have to have a really great queue line, and then it ends with some sort of wonderful ride experience. Kind of, It would have to be kind of like the uh, the Harry Potter, where you walk through Hogwarts, and then you ride a roller coaster or something like that, because oh, there would yeah. be so much potential there just to kind of watch favorite scenes do you remember somebody actually created something based on that movie and it was called the princess ride yes that's it that's what it was did that win did that win one year or was that like the runner-up it was it was really high we really liked that one a lot it makes me want to go back and revisit that show because i really am trying to i'm trying to remember what it was exactly because i do remember i i really did like it but i can't remember specifically what it was yeah and you and i have to make a decision here for 2016 whether we bring back the real design contest i think we're going to bring it back when we hit that 600 dollars level on patreon patreon.com slash coaster radio we play a game every month and one of them will be the real design contest there we go i like that eb yep uh one last one just i threw it in there because i like it revenge of the nerds <laughs> revenge of the nerds ride what would <laughs> how about this a revenge of the nerds stage show yeah we see that would be great and they do the lambda, like lambda. the revenge of the nerds musical yes and like actually do the lambda 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 song you know with that Lamar would, coming have out. to be a part of it i yeah, think i would i would love that man there you go. So I, I think we've got it all figured out for them. So there's the extra rides that we're going to give them. Um, I think the tent pole is still going to, of course, be the the mildly offensive Titanic themed ride. Yes, I like that. I, I wonder, though, is there somebody who could help us understand? It would be Fabrizio. <laughs> he would need to know. I was he would so- say, it's in Dubai. I see it over there from... Statue of Liberty. I was so excited when I saw this on Twitter. I think I even wrote on Twitter. Very I said, small, of course. Yes, and it gives us a chance to bring Fabrizio onto the show. 
because we had no, him on years ago. We've, we've, we've done too much Fabrizio. This is anytime we do Titanic, we bring up Fabrizio. We don't need to do Fabrizio because we have someone else. I, I think Mike ah. who can help us understand a little bit more about what the Titanic ride is going to be. He'd be there. Are a ton of other characters from Titanic that we can horribly imitate. Yes, or I'm not sure what's going to happen in this next segment because I think you have me playing the role of Rose. But okay, let's continue, let's move on. Here it is. But I think what we do, you know, what will help this uh, some some radio theater here is a little bit of music from Titanic EV. All right, hit the music and then open the door. Okay, there we go. So here to help us to talk about the new Titanic attraction at 20th Century Fox World in Dubai is Caledon Hockley, better known as Cal from the movie Titanic. Welcome, Cal. Any room for a gentleman, gentleman? Sure, there's room. Pull up a chair. Welcome to the CoasterRadio.com studios. I see that you're admiring the art on the walls. Oh, God, not those finger paintings again. They certainly were a waste of money. The difference between your taste in art and ours is that we have some. They're fascinating. It's like being inside a dream or something. There's no truth, but no logic. What's the artist's name? Something Picasso. (laughs) Something Picasso. He won't amount to a thing. He won't. Trust me. At least they were cheap. (laughs) See, that's a joke because it was olden times and they didn't know Picasso would be famous one day. And by the way, each of these lines, E.B., being taken directly from the script of Titanic. I'm a little bit perturbed that I didn't get to play um, the unsinkable Molly Brown, the Kathy Bates role, because she has some really good stuff, too. She does. Okay, sorry. She does. Um, There we go. So back, yes, back into character. Music. So, can you tell us about the new Titanic ride? It doesn't look very impressive. I don't see what the fuss is all about. You can be blasé about some things, E.B., but not about Titanic. It's over a hundred feet longer than Mortania and far more luxurious. It's just that. I don't think people want to experience a theme park attraction where half of the passengers on board die. Not the better half. You unimaginable bastard! E.B. is displeased. What to do? Cal, I'm not enjoying this conversation. I think I'm going back to Mike. Where are you going? To him? To be a whore to a gutter rat? I am not a foreman in one of your mills that you command. Yes, you are. You're a podcast host in practice, if not yet by law. So you will honor me. You will honor me the way a podcast host is required to honor a guest. Because I will not be made to be a fool, E.B. Is this in any way unclear? Goodbye, E.B. I hope you enjoy your time together! And scene. There we go. Titanic, everybody. There's plenty of room in this boat! (laughs) Turn back! Your money won't save you as well as it will save me. (laughs) I guess I'll just have to pay more attention to what he's reading. You didn't get that one. one. That's a good one, yes. She's like, that's so funny. Now, Captain, there is something to be said about Freud's talking about <laughs> preoccupation with males. <laughs> I forget what that one is at the beginning. It's a good one. I love Titanic, man. There's You're a- about to go into snake pit, yeah. son. You dress like that. I'm the king of the world. All right. I got it. There was a great story. Um, one time. It's very small, of course. <laughs> yes, Fabrizio. Come with me. It's my destiny. What does he say? He like gets mad when they lose the uh, the the. Wait, the I'm so game. sorry. Sorry, you're gonna miss your mother. Yeah, it's so bad. I, you know what? I could do a better Fabrizio than that guy did in that movie, and I'm a terrible actor. <laughs> Mike Leva was the original. Yes, Fabrizio. Yeah, yes, let's he was. Do that. He was so good. Uh, yeah, For all right. you new listeners, please go back 
The flavors, flavors, yeah, flavors, Fabrizio. Yeah, the last episode of season two. Oh, which, that was the full. I mean, you want to talk about an epic recreation of Titanic? Yeah, yeah. You've got to go back and listen to that. The that final was final like, episode of season two. Yeah, I think that literally took us. <laughs> that was, I think, that was like your crowning achievement. It was the true goodbye to Coaster Radio. It yeah. was So go back coasterradio.com, Click on the archives. Go to the last episode in season two. So the last of the two hundreds there on the list. Listen to that episode. You won't be sorry. You know what I'm going to do, Eb, to make this easier on the audience. Listen to the very end of the show. I'll go back. I'll replay that at the end of the show. Oh, we're just going to put it right at the end of this put one. Right okay, the so there you one. go. Yeah. We'll say goodbye. NPH will say goodbye, and we'll replay the last episode. <laughs> I, I'm super excited about I that. I know. Well, I haven't heard that. Save me the trouble of going back and listening to it. I haven't heard that in so long. Okay, right. we are running late, so why don't we do this? We have a live trip report. Let's bump that to next week. Okay. Because like we've been <laughs> having so much fun tonight, and the and the fun interview at the top. So we'll do that. Let's take a break and. When we come back, we are going to do our Park Hopper segment Good, and uh, talk about a few other things. So uh, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We'll be right back. This is CoasterRadio.com. Greetings, Coaster fans. This is Josh Two Cents Miley, host of Chips, Dips, and Dorks, the 80s movie podcast. I love movies. I love movies like Back to the Future, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Ghostbusters. But I also love theme parks, and I'm a longtime weekly listener of CoasterRadio.com. See, I like to think Mike and E.B. are the modern-day Gary and Wyatt from Weird Science, or Riggs and Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon, or Bill and Ted from, well, well, you get the idea. Now, uh, I like the show so much that I like supporting it however I can. So that means when I want to shop at Amazon.com, I start my shopping experience by visiting CoasterRadio.com first and clicking on the big Amazon link on the main page. When I do that, Amazon.com sends Coaster Radio a small percentage of whatever I spend. So for instance, if I buy Spaceballs the Flamethrower for 100 bucks, it still costs exactly 100 bucks. Doesn't cost me anything extra. Because I started at coasterradio.com, Amazon sends the show a few pennies from every dollar spent, and I'm helping support the show without spending any extra money. So remember, when you're going to go buy something on Amazon, head to coasterradio.com first. Click on the Amazon link and then you'll feel good knowing you're helping the original Theme Park Podcast. And hey, after you're done listening to this episode, head to Chips, Dips, and Dorks and listen to us too. And may the Schwartz be with you, with you. Oh, what a wild, what a wild, what a wild. Welcome back, everybody, to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. That is EB live from Pittsburgh tonight. That's right, live from Pittsburgh. And Mike, I, the break there, it, it, I, people were probably hoping and, and anticipating it's November. Maybe the turkey would make an appearance. Maybe <laughs> there would be like a, a, the beginning of a series of Thanksgiving-themed uh, spots. No, I'm sorry. Nope, nothing. Nothing like it's that. It's all right, guys. Don't worry about it. There's still time for the turkey to come back, though. <laughs> it might still. <laughs> I miss the turkey, man. That was a fun thing. The turkey. Yes. I can't do it without the effect. Okay. Speaking of the holidays, though, Thanksgiving is coming up, and right behind that, Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, all of the gift-giving holidays. And yes, absolutely. And we, we so we're talking about our annual tradition here at CoasterRadio.com. It comes around every year. We give you guys the CoasterRadio.com holiday gift guide. This is when we give you ideas 
for gifts for the theme park fan in your life, or maybe if you're making a list because you are the theme park fan in somebody else's life, this is a cool list of cool things that people can give each other who are theme park fans. There's so many fun things out there, no matter what type of theme park fan you are, whether you're a Disney person, whether you're just a regional park guy, whether you love Universal, there's tons of stuff out there. Uh, EB and I know a lot of it, and we're going to put all that into this show that's coming up, but maybe you guys know us of a specific thing. Uh, we want you to start emailing that to us at feedback at coasterradio.com. Uh, put your name in there because one fun thing we're going to do this year is one of you guys, one lucky listener, is going to get that actual item shipped to them. We'll cool. actually give you that gift uh, as a way of saying thank you for participating in the show. Oh, I like that a lot. So this is a gift. This is a, this is a, a, a listener interactive topic that comes with a prize. I like it when we do this. So it's the 2015 CoasterRadio.com Holiday Gift Guide. Everything, the smallest stuff to the biggest stuff, you know, for every theme park fan that might want something cool for Christmas or for yeah. the holidays. This is your opportunity. Feedback at CoasterRadio.com. Yeah, so that's coming up in a couple of weeks. But start getting your ideas in now because EB and I are already planning for that show. Good. Are you ready for the new segment we call Park Hopper? Yes, it's time for Park Hopper. I love it. So this week we are talking about Silverwood Theme Park out there in Idaho, EB. This is a good one because like we were talking about, this is one that I'm betting that, I mean, I know me and you, Mike, we've never been to this park and I bet a lot of you guys haven't either. So it's a chance for them to get on the show. And not only that, but this whole Park Hopper segment is designed for interactivity. We're going to hear from some fans of this park and folks who have visited from it to kind of try to sell it to the audience. Yeah, I, I like this park a lot. You hear a lot about it. They have a great Halloween event every year, and I think the reason theme park fans know it so well is because there are two major wooden roller coasters there uh, that a lot of people get excited about. So we will talk about that. Uh, the park, just to let you know where it is, it's about 47 miles from Spokane, Washington in Idaho. Mm-hmm. So it's probably right over the state line there. Uh, you have to go down Route uh, 95 to get there. Uh, basically, you know, it's a, been a park that opened in 1988, so it's not it's a, a, a wow. Really, that's really interesting. Know, that's a very modern park. Yeah, you know, so um, so and it's just it's a great great park. We'll we'll hear right now from some of the listeners. Uh, in fact, Eb, should we start with somebody who has made an appearance on every Park Hopper segment so far? I think I think listeners to the podcast who have been following along since the beginning of season 10 were wondering if we would be hearing from Dan the T-Shirt Guy for this Idaho park. Hey, Mike and EB, Dan the T-Shirt Guy calling in this week for the Park Hopper segment, talking about Silverwood Theme Park. You know, guys, I think a, a true man will admit when he's been... De- defeated and you know what you got you guys got me this week i haven't been to silverwood theme park oh. uh, i haven't been to the uh, northwest the pacific northwest if you will i uh, haven't been to any of the parks in colorado or idaho uh, i know lagoon is out there in utah I haven't been there yet um washington and oregon have a few parks as well gotta get out there so i'm excited to hear what the coaster radio audience has to say i know that silverwood is located in a beautiful part of the country i have a, actually have a friend from that part of the country uh, near Coeur d'Alene, which is like the heart of ski country. Uh, they've got a couple of good roller coasters there at Silverwood, obviously. Uh, Aftershock, the giant inverted boomerang. Uh, you hear a lot about Timber Terror and Tremors, the two wood coasters there. Tremors is, I think, the ride where Rocky Mountain got their start with the topper track. Yes. Uh, they did some work on that. 
Um, and then, of course, the corkscrew from Knott's Berry Farm, relocated to Silverwood in the mid or early 90s, I believe, uh, the first modern roller coaster to go upside down. So hopefully the Coaster Radio audience has some good tips aside from the roller coasters as well. And uh, hopefully next week for the Park Hopper, uh, you guys will pick a park that I've been to and I can be <laughs> a, a bit more help on. But uh, excited to hear what everyone's got to say about Silverwood. All right, love the show, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. There we go, E.B. So it's true, there is a park Dan the T-Shirt Guy has not visited. There you go. And, but I do like the fact that he wanted to keep his streak going, and he's still called in. <laughs> That's awesome. He still had the info. Uh, Sam T. also called in with some info. This is one of his home parks. And he said, just like Dan the T-Shirt Guy, that the park is known for its two excellent wooden roller coasters, Timber Terror and Tremors. And Tremors is not themed after the Kevin Bacon movie. What's the problem, guys? <laughs> I, can't, I mean, that's like us getting uh, Tom Arnold. You guys should be able to get the rights to that. <laughs> I have a big Kevin Bacon face right outside on, on the line. Right. I like that. I like that. Uh, Timber Terror is an airtime machine, Sam says, and deserves to be ridden in the back car. Tremors, on the other hand, is best experienced in the front row which intensifies the sensation of flying in and out of its four underground tunnels. The underground tunnels. This makes perfect sense. And one of those underground tunnels, EB, goes right through the gift shop. That's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. It I mean, goes right through the gift shop that is themed after Michael Gross's basement. <laughs> yes. From, from Tremors. Throw, throwing nice. out some Tremors there. Nice pool, EB. I like that. Nice. I like that a lot. Tremors 5 just came out, Mike. Are you aware of this? I, w- I was not aware of that. Oh, my gosh. Tremors 5 just came out. Check your Netflix. And Michael Gross, the father from Family Ties? Michael <laughs> Gross is in it. It is an awful, awful, awful movie. I will oh say God. that Tremors is a, is a wonderful series of movies that have gotten worse and worse, and Tremors 5 is really, really bad. But Kevin Bacon only in the first one? Yes. Okay. I had okay. no idea that they had made four after that. No idea. <laughs> now you know. There we go. You've got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. That's a, that's a sad movie marathon in your house. Wow. All on Netflix? So if I want, if I want to sit down. No, I this? think only the fifth one's on Netflix right now. Wow. Because it, it released. It was direct to, direct to streaming and direct to video. See, here's what happens. We record this show at 9.30 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night. It kind of, I don't know about you, E.B., but I get like adrenaline running through my body to do the show. And I, I, it's a hard for me to come down. After the show, so maybe tonight I you could down. watch Tremors Five, and you will say, "Wow, I should have fallen asleep and had a terrible <laughs> nightmare, and it would have been a better experience yes. than watching Tremors 5. There you go. There you go. Uh, Sam also said, "Panic Plunge is the park's 140 foot Larson drop tower. Okay, good. That he personally finds more intense than any SNS tower, or Demon Drop, or Zumanjaro, or Falcon's Fury." Okay, he likes the Larson Drop Tower. Good. Yeah. He also says for us on the East Coast, Knobles has one of those as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, Silverwood, he says, is also home to the famous Nick Norton, who performs at the Theater of Illusions, providing guests with a Vegas-style magic show. Wow, a big magic show. This is not an out-in-front-of-the-magic-shop magic show. This is a real magic show. See, I'm thinking already this park has a lot of the things that you and I like. You know, I mean, this. I mean, you, you might have just sold Mike yeah. <laughs> on 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 Silverwood by telling him that there's a real magic Vegas style magic show. Yes, that's See, great. So my question about this park is how like, how do like, you get to how, it? How do you, I don't, well, look for the potatoes <laughs> yes. and then keep going. There you go. Like it's not in the way of something. It's not like right by a major city. So you have to make an effort to get to it, much like you have to make an effort to get to Holiday World. I think. Okay, um, I'm offended that you're comparing Indiana to Idaho, <laughs> but continue. All right. But uh, he also, we heard from Dan, the t-shirt guy, they have the original corkscrew 
from Knott's. It's uh, from Knott's Berry Barn. It's it's relocated. Yeah. Yeah. Although Sam says it's best experienced on YouTube and not necessarily in person. Well, so you know, write it write it for uh, for nostalgia's sake or for the historical credit. Yeah. Uh, Sam also wants us to know that he loves this new park hopper segment and hey. is very thankful that we're not just doing the big corporate parks. So excellent. That's pretty good. Good. Um, Actually, Mark, the PR director from Silverwood, called in because not only do they have the dry park, there is also a water park there as well. So he's going to call and tell us a little bit about that. On a hot summer day, there is no place better than a 21-acre Boulder Beach water park. Uh, New for 2016, we're going to have a new, brand-new, bat-racing, multi-lane water slide. It sticks across. Sixty feet tall and over four hundred feet of slide, and uh, features six side-by-side racing lanes for you and your friends to compete against one another. It's going to be an awesome addition. Uh, you can also climb board one of our two raft rides. Get three to five of your friends and family slide down Avalanche Mountain or Ricochet Rapids. Uh, we have two huge wave pools. Uh, we have geysers and fountains for our toddler age kids. Uh, you can glide down slides of all shapes and sizes. Uh, or you can kick back in your own shaded area on Cabana Island. You know, and best of all, Boulder Beach is included with your admission to Silverwood. And again, this has been Mark from Silverwood Theme Park, and uh, thank you. Have a great day. All right. Thank you very much, Mark, for calling in. So how about that, EB? I mean, one of those two-for-one parks where you get the water park and the drive park for one price. That's very good. And so thanks to, thanks to Mark from Silverwood, their PR guy, making sure that we pay attention to both parks. Yeah. And you know what else is good? I, I really love a park that's got a train and they've got a, a steam engine pulled train that goes around the park property and it takes, that's a 30 minute ride. So it's excellent. A, no, it, I like a good train that tours really well. Yeah. So I think this is one of those parks that's great for the thrill seeker, also great for the family, because uh, if you take a look at their list of rides, they've got like one of everything that you kind of want. You know, they've got the flume ride. They've got the bumper cars. Uh, they've got like, you know, kitty flat rides and stuff. Uh, a whitewater rafting ride. They've got everything, man. It's just like it's a, it's a perfect type of park to go and visit. There you go, and it's got some. It's and it does have some stuff that people really do want to ride, and it does have that first RMC, which is kind of another neat historical thing. I mean, like a modern history thing. So Silverwood could be a destination for you guys who want to tick something like that off your list. Yeah, so I think it's one of those. Like, check it out on YouTube. Check out some of the, especially like uh, Tremors and uh, Timber Terror. I think those are uh, what do they call it? Like the roller coaster alley. I think that's what they call it there. It's just so great. Yeah, uh, you know, they like two fantastic roller coasters, kind of out there. Uh, you know, 40 miles from the near city. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> yes, good. I like that. I like that. Next week's Park Hopper segment, uh, we're actually staying with um, kind of the same type of park. We're going to go up to Connecticut this time, all the way across the country to Quasi Amusement Park. Oh, this is another one that I think people are going to find very interesting. And I'm hoping that we're going to hear from some of our uh, more familiar faces or familiar voices maybe in this one because we do have a lot of New England um, people who listen to the show and and frequently contribute to the show, if you know what I mean, Arthur. Yeah, there you go. Arthur, we need to hear from (laughs) you about this because they've got a fantastic gravity group coaster there. So we'll talk about that and uh, some of the other things about the park. But I, I really like this segment because, I mean, it's teaching us too. It's kind of making us learn about parks that we don't really know a lot lot about um so hopefully by the end of the season everybody who's listening is going to know a lot about parks that they may not have considered visiting before it's great it's good i like it park hopper yep 
So there it is, the very first show of the off-season. The total true for realsies off-season. Yes, we are in it. Although I guess, EB, like some parks are open for the holidays, you know, you've got like Christmas Town at Busch Gardens, <clears throat> you've got Candy Lane. Have you ever been to that, the Candy Lane at Hershey Park? I so love far? the Hershey Park Christmas. They do a good job and they actually do have a couple of rides open so you can walk around in the cold and you can get on some of the rides and stuff like that. And they got a cool little light show down there by the river or whatever, the pond underneath Great Bear. It's cool. Oh, I like it. I think I got to go check that out. That'll be yeah. good. So uh, so those are the type of reports uh, that we're going to be giving to you guys in the next couple weeks. Uh, but thank you guys so much uh, for everybody who participated in this week's show. We also want to thank Kevin, the owner of Liquid Planet Water Park, who is up there right now in the cold. Soon to be called Liquid Trump. Yeah, there we go. The guy is chained by his leg to his own water tower, water like slide up there, man. Like somebody, if there's somebody out there can help the dude out, do it. I'd like to play a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the song. He, woke, he, he actually didn't chain himself. He just woke up up there. Yeah. He was like, what What happened? What happened? Right. Oh, man. <laughs> so, no, thank you, Kevin. We're full. Like we said before, you know, we like we like a sad sack story, Kevin, and we, we think that you got it going on. So uh, we're hoping that you can make it happen, and we want to follow along. We're hoping our listeners can also follow along. And he's got that GoFundMe going, so who knows? We might throw some money your way, too. Yeah, so head to GoFundMe slash Liquid Planet. You can find that out there. If you're still in the given mood, there's another place you can go to, isn't there, EB? That's right. If you want to support content on the show, I mean, literally, like, we just paid for a phone call to a guy who's sitting on top of a water slide with this, with this, with the Skype dollars. Patreon.com slash Coaster Radio is where you want to go. If you go there, you'll see that there's different levels. You can pledge your support on a monthly subscription basis, and there are perks that go along with that. There's early release of shows, access to the cool behind-the-scenes rundown, a five-minute extra bonus podcast every week. Uh, there's the monthly off-topic. There's a executive producer hangout at the top level you get a signed card from me and mike you get a surprise birthday present all kinds of cool stuff at all the different levels of where you pledge your support patreon.com slash coaster radio yes we want to thank all of our patrons but especially those at the 20 dollars level they are rick burnley jeff homestead todd houts brian Cosson, matthew from yorkshire and brian platt but also paul purvis and tim wilson they were on yes the, they were on the below second the page, page. Break yeah, there you go. and our honorary <laughs> executive producers nathan slater brian wackler and our friends at CoasterAddict.com. See, we've got this rundown we're staring no, at. No, it's fine, Mike. Yeah. It's fine. And I do want to throw it out there. You know, go to the, the, the T-shirt shop. We haven't talked about that lately. Oh, yeah. um, CoasterRadio.com. Is it shirts.coasterradio.com? I think the EB's T-shirt shop. You can grab a T-shirt, CoasterRadio.com T-shirt. You know, we got a couple different styles up there. You can get one. Thinking about the holidays, Mike, I think that's top on my list. Oh. The, uh, the CoasterRadio.com holiday gift guide is buy I a T-shirt. Know. When I have seen people, when they first see the T-shirts at the Coaster Radio meetups, they go wild, man. They love those t-shirts. There's something about them that is just great. So there's 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 a distinct homemade by EB in his kitchen quality about them. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I think that's what it is. It's like you can't just go buy them at a gap. You know, you're buying them from EB's Kitchen. That's what's there fantastic. There you go. So. Just straight, for, straight from my Yeah. My like other theme park podcasts, they're going to sell you an old t-shirt that's been made by <laughs> Cafe Press. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Not us. No, we're going to give you like, a, a, like this is a homemade podcast. You're going to get a homemade t-shirt. That's what's happening. There it is. All right. All right, guys. <laughs> Happy off-season to you. We're glad to be here with you throughout the off-season, getting you ready for the, uh, the spring of 2016, where we get to get back out there again, man. It's, it's good, but good. no coast. Like we said at the top of the show, coastradio.com is here to carry you through. It's all good, Mike. It is all good. We'll see you guys right. next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For coastradio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. 
CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission. It was 50 years ago. I was a young woman then. <laughs> but oh, how I loved roller coasters. I would spend my weekends at the different amusement parks, riding the rides, eating the cotton candy... But the thing I enjoyed most was my favorite podcast that came out every Sunday night. They called Coaster Radio the Podcast of Dreams. And it was. It really was. It was the spring of 2005 and Five young men from our nation's capital were about to embark on a journey that no one had taken before. This is great. We're getting ready to set sail on our first podcast episode. Although, I didn't appreciate that guy checking us out for lice. This isn't the Coaster Buzz podcast. Where's Captain Mike Collins? Right behind you, Greg. I'm ready to captain this podcast all the way to fame and fortune. Not to mention a few free hotel rooms and theme park tickets along the way. Ha 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 ha. Where's Flavor? I think he's at the front of the ship. Let's go see what he's up to. Flavor, what are you doing standing up there on the bow? I can see the top of King the Car already. Very small, of course. So, are you guys ready to begin the show? Yeah, but the water looks pretty still. Are you sure it's safe? It's going to make the podcast burnout hard to spot. Podcast burnout? Not a chance! We'll never reach that point! Full steam ahead, gentlemen! We're the kings of the world! The young men from Costa Radio certainly were excited about their journey. Along the way, they interviewed Disney Imagineers, park owners, amusement industry authors, and even produced their show from ten different amusement parks all across the country. But all that came to an end one fateful night. Ugh, I wish we didn't have to spend the night up here in the watchtower. It's cold out here. Yeah, but keep your eyes peeled. We don't want to hit any burnout. Captain Mike Collins has his podcast moving quickly. Maybe too quickly. It's going to make the burnout hard to see. Wait a minute, Flavor, what's going on down there on that deck? I don't know, it looks like a... Uh, wait a minute. It's a naked guy. And he's drawing something. Turn just a little bit to the right. That's good. Hold it right there. Yes. Perfect. Uh, what's he doing? Is he sketching a woman down there? Get out your binoculars. Take a look. Okay. Oh my god, I don't believe it. You're beautiful. I hope you don't mind that I'm blushing. But I've never seen anything so pretty. What is it? That naked coaster boy is sketching a picture. But there's no woman down there. The guy's drawing a picture of a, a roller coaster. Yes, ah, your hills are perfectly proportional. Hey, you, get back to your cabin and put your clothes on. That's disgusting. It's not disgusting, it's art. But I would expect a bunch of coaster posers to understand that. Maybe you guys need to stop harassing me a little and pay a little more attention to what's going on right in front of you. Looks like your podcast is about to crash into some major burnout. But that's exactly what I'd expect from a bunch of amateurs. Thanks, Coaster Radio. (laughs) Oh no, we were distracted by that coaster geek. We didn't see that burnout approaching. Burnout!
out! Right ahead! It's too late. We're gonna hit. What the hell was that? I'm sorry, Captain. We got distracted. We didn't see it on the horizon. What was it? The burnout, sir. It was out there. Just waiting for us. Now what do we do? The only thing we can do. We have to abandon ship. Let's start to put all of the Coaster Radio listeners in the lifeboats first. What about the listeners of In the Loop and Coaster Buzz? Screw them! They're on their own. Uh, but, but what if people start to panic? Well, look, let's have somebody just start to play some music. Look, uh, Clint and Will from In the Loop are standing over there. Have them play something. Great. The podcast is sinking and Mike Collins wants us to play music. Yeah, I thought he'd want us to calm everybody down by saying something along the lines of, you know, sit back, hold on tight, and we'll see you all next week. Obviously, that's not the plan, so let's just start playing something. Hand me that violin over there. Oh, and don't forget my propeller beanie. I can't play without that. They tried to put their listeners into the lifeboats as quickly as possible. But the direct burnout hit caused so much damage that the podcast started to sink quickly. Every man for himself! This is horrifying. Look, that guy from Coaster World News, he's... He's jumping off the side of the boat! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's all coming apart. Too many people are starting to crowd this lifeboat. You, sir, I need you to go back away now. I'm trying to lower the boats as quickly as possible. Drop that shit! I know, I'm trying to drop the lifeboats right now. Drop that shit! I already heard you, damn it! I'm doing the best I can. Drop that shit! I can't take it anymore! Flavor, you just totally shot the drop that shit guy. Doesn't really matter, this is our last show anyway! In the end, despite their heroics, the brave crew of CoasterRadio.com went down with their podcast. The last I saw of Mike... E.B., Greg, Mario, and Flava. They were treading water in the Atlantic Ocean. This is fantastic. It could be worse. How could it be any worse? Well, we could be like that guy over there. Somebody save my painting! It's the most accurate rendering of Millennium Force ever to be put to canvas. It's getting wet! Well, now what are we going to do? Well, do you see those sharks swimming around over there? Yeah, what about them? Well, my suggestion is that we all swim over there and attempt to leap over them, because I think CoasterRadio.com officially jumped the shark during this Titanic sketch. I think you're right. It was a good try, though. Yeah, let's just start the show. <laughs>